0: Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. Join Chris and Drew, two self-proclaimed booze pundits with a lifetime of industry experience as they walk you through the alcohol business and how today's headlines affect the industry. Each week, you guys will be joined by a special guest that will help them break down these stories and offer their own expertise to the podcast. So, pour yourself a glass of your favorite drink and sit back. This is the Good Bottle Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. I hope you're not driving and pouring yourself a drink of your favorite, uh, pouring yourself a glass of your favorite drink. Bring yourself a drink. I don't know. Don't drink and drive, kids. Be cool. <laughs> Stay in school. How are you? How is everybody? Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. I am your host, Chris Sinclair, joined by my co-host, Drew Garrison. Welcome.
0: It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely don't drink and drive. It's funny, um, as you can probably hear, I have a little bit of, of a raspy throat because I'm getting a cold. You can hear my little four-year-old in the background. She is also fully has the cold. She gave it to me. So we might, I'm going to try to keep muted as much as possible. But, um, I went to Mexico in a bottle last night and, uh, I really took it easy. Cause I knew I was on the precipice of being sick. Right. So I just was like, I'm not going to drink a whole lot tonight. I just want to have like a couple things here or there. And to my credit, I was really able to do that. I was like very proud of myself. And then I get home and my wife's like, you know, how'd the night go? It was great. It was fun. Got to see a lot of friends and stuff. And, uh, you know, I only, only had like four or five things. And, you know, so she's thinking like, Oh my God, you had four or five drinks. And then you drove back and I was like, no, 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 I didn't want to, I didn't want to you know, do that. Cause I know I have the cold coming. And, uh, she was like, yeah. Or the fact that you had to drive two hours back from San Francisco, <laughs> like that was also probably a good reason to, and I just was like, you're right. He's like, you know, I have a wife and kid. I'm like, yeah, 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 I do. I do. Okay. So, um, but even with those little samples, you know, it was like very, very teeny, Teeny samples. Um, it was just good to see everybody, and um, yeah, and I saw you hanging with out
1: with you hanging out with Jay Wild and uh, and Mo last night. No, that looked uh, there was. was
0: fun. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing about those events, and uh, we've talked about Rum Fest before, and you know, like really, really, the best part is getting to see all your friends all in one place, where you just kind of go from like table to table and kind of really connect. Um, the cool thing about this one was it was like my first big Agave event since the pandemic because I didn't make it out to last year's. And so with that being the case, I was able to actually meet a lot of people who I had met through like via virtual tastings and things like that over the last couple of years. And that was kind of wild, you know, to have so many different people that I had connected in one way or another and then to meet them in person. It's, and it was great because it was just, you know, it was more of just like, Everything that we're into, right? So it was it was really fun. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of agave, we have what I think one of the best agave experts. Our guest today is uh, Kona of Leenda. She is a co founder of Speed Rack. She is an author. She is an owner of the Fasaro Wine and Spirits Consultancy. Our guest today. Ivy Mix. Ivy, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Happy to be here.
0: We finally made it happen. We've been trying to do this I for a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> I feel like it's been a couple months. I'm sorry. Don't, <laughs> be, sorry, I'm sorry, don't be sorry
0: anymore. It's alright. It doesn't. Exactly. It, it definitely Thanks, COVID. Does it. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's like one of those things like anytime you're trying to, you know, balance like the time differences and stuff like that, it's always kind of like, wait, it's your time. It's my time. I don't know what time it is. You know, so yeah. it's, it's always one of those things. Well, Again, you know, I just kind of laid out your credentials, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your current, you know, current roles and uh, just a little bit about you.
2: Yeah. Um, My name is Ivy Mix. I'm a Scorpio. I was born in Vermont. Um, I have been bartending and in the bartending industry for longer than I care to admit. I actually just turned 37 last week and I now have officially been bartending for longer than I've been alive. Like, like, I, I, what, <laughs> sorry. Got puppies. you've got a coughing kid. I got barking dogs. <laughs> Hold on one second.
1: I like this. You you see, you can see, you can see, what, you can see her just you, yelling. You just by yelling, by yelling off in the background. It's it's just, you can feel it. Can be like, like ooh,
0: yeah. Hey, you crazy dogs?
2: Dog. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway. Um, So I've been bartending um, for a long time. Um, More than half my life, I've been barking, a barking, (laughs) bartending. (laughs) And um, okay, reset. And um, yeah, I um, own a bar in Brooklyn, New York called Leyenda. We opened in 2015. Um, I've been kind of, Putzing around the industry for a long time now in the cocktail realm of things, uh, my specialty is definitely in tequila, mezcal, all things agave. Although Leyenda is a bar that specializes in all Latin spirits, um, and I wrote a book on the subject called "Spirits of Latin America" that came out in 2020. Great year to publish a book, let me <laughs> tell you. Really fantastic. Hey, my book, a great book
0: It's a great book. It is a great <laughs> yeah.
2: book. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no book tour though. Uh, yeah, that's true. that's
0: true. Um,
2: and and I co-founded a little thing called Speed Rack. It's an all-female bartending competition and breast cancer charity that's been going on for eleven years. And I opened a wine 11 and bottle years shop already. I know. I mean, believe me. Google like sp- Speed Rack and like we're on Flickr. You can go back to like, the baby photos, and I am like <laughs> quite literally a baby. I'm like twenty six. 25 and i'm like yay speed <laughs> rack
1: because <laughs> the first speed rack was in was in what three cities
2: yeah the, i mean yeah the first one we did was just new york and I'm like this is a good idea then we did 11 cities oh my god and then stupid and then we did that for two years and then we finally went down to eight four three years anyway and then we did international it's been really yeah. fun um but now i'm kind of like i'll try to like take it easy not travel like that anymore because it is maddening and I try to focus on my bar and my bottle shop, which for those people who want a good passion, bottle shops are like, it's like where bartenders go to retire. It's so nice. <laughs> we yeah. close at nine. No one, no one uses my restroom. It's really a, it's it's really a dream. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't have to deal with drunk people all the time. You get to just exactly. put, people, put bottles in people's hands and just say, here, it's delicious. Believe me. Bye. You. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> See you. Enjoy it at home. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, that's awesome i will i will say though chris you know we have gotten pretty toasty in your bottle shop though so i can't know if you can really claim that you no know, that's just, i'm the drunk strangers. person then that's fine <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. the one that's
1: drinking i don't have to deal with other drunk people that's okay yeah
2: <laughs> i only yeah you, you know i really like you if i invite you to a glass inside the shop i'll be secret
0: tasting room to the playground
2: yeah that's right exactly
0: <laughs> so with you know, with, with that because I mean that's obviously there's a lot of stuff in, in a relatively short amount of time. Why don't we talk about speed rack? Because that's really taken on a life of its own. And and I know Chris and I know a bunch of different people that have competed over the years. Like, you know, what was you know, what was the genesis of that? And then eleven years later, like how do you still find that energy to be like, We gotta go again, we gotta do this, you know, one more time, yeah. two more times. Like how, how does that how does that happen? And then how do you maintain that enthusiasm?
2: Oh, good question. It's hard. Um, you know, before COVID, it was just like a moving locomotive, and there was no stopping it. It was like every year, it was like re-signing your lease. Like, oh, we're gonna do this again, right? Yeah, sure. Are sign the dotted line, off we go. And like we, it was all pretty, for the most part, baked in. We used a lot of the same venues, a lot of this like extra legwork stuff we did in the beginning. So we just, you know, the sponsors like, we're in, you're in, yeah, we did it, and it was a lot of work, but it was kind of like set. Um, COVID happened, and now we kind of have a different vibe. Um, But Speed Rack itself, I kind of talk about how we started it. So I founded it with my business partner Lynette Marrero, um, and it started because I had just moved to New York. I'd been bartending in Guatemala. Um, And I was trying to get a job in a bar. Um, Couldn't really find a job in any bar and was working the graveyard shift at a diner in the West Village. Um, And a friend of mine from Guatemala was like, or from Mexico actually, was like, hey, there's a Mezcal bar opening up in the East Village. I tried to get a job there. They said no. I finally got a job as a cocktail waitress and discovered cocktails. And then when I informed everyone that I wanted to be a bartender because it's what I'm actually good at, uh, I'm not very good on the floor. Although in my as I've as I've matured, I do really like being on the floor. But um, I really wanted to be behind the bar then, and the response I got was like, "No, you're a cocktail waitress," and I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, um, what do you mean?" And this was like in two thousand nine, <clears throat> two thousand ten, when everyone was trying to be Jerry Thomas, and like <laughs> you know, the mustaches were cool and. You know, the stupid suspenders and like oh. everyone, like it was before the word mixologist wasn't cool. Like people were legit were trying to be a mixologist. And there wasn't a lot of woman, women in what that image was like. Like it was like memes didn't even exist yet, right? But like the meme of a mixologist, everyone really wanted to be that guy. Um, so I talked to Lynette. Lynette was the president of something called Lupec, Ladies United for the Preservation of Endangered Cocktails. <clears throat> and she was like, I was like, hey, there's no women like in the best bars on the, on, the, on, on earth. Why do you think that is? Let's make a competition, make it for female bartenders only. And why not make it a charity event and raise money for breast cancer, which kills so many women. And Lynette was like, this is great. And Lynette was really established in the industry at this point. So using most of her connections, we kind of worked together and put the, together this first event that was 11 years ago. We've raised almost $1.5 million for breast cancer charities. When we first did it, people were like, oh, you won't have enough women to compete. Like, what are you doing? And we've had thousands of women compete in Speed Rack at this point. And, you know, it's it's been a really wild ride and motivating ourselves to keep going forward. You know, the whole landscape of feminism has really changed in the last 11 years. You know, when Trump was elected, all of a sudden feminism was really reinvigorated, and then on top of that, gender fluidity is also a much bigger conversation. So, being an organization that tries to fight for <clears throat> equality and diversity in these workspaces, we found our mission changing, and that in itself is reinvigorating. That's really you know, like we're no really longer like a, a cocktail competition for women. We're like we're a cocktail competition for femme identifying folk, you know, <laughs> you know, or
0: yeah, you're kind of adapting not. and yeah, and making sure that you're embracing and stuff like that. Because I know that's that's you know, I think the the best part for for guys like Chris and I is we're absolutely down for everything right and we want people we want to amplify voice as much as possible but at the same time it's like we can't really stand on that soapbox and i think that's why it's so great to have voices like yours and and stuff because sometimes it's even things that we don't even think about right we're kind of right. like oh i don't even see that way like i mean even just hearing someone give you feedback like you wouldn't have enough people to compete like that is <laughs> so insane and um yeah. but you know but there have been times over the past couple of years where where Chris and I have talked about like, hey, so and so is looking for a bar manager. Like, who do we know that um, you know is a woman that we can that we can send to them, right? Like who like and yeah. it, and sometimes we like, hey, it was really easy. Other times, like, man, we really don't. We're not putting enough time and effort in to to continue to develop people. And that was a problem in Sacramento for a couple of years. Just in general, <clears throat> it wasn't it didn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It just there was like this big drop off in education yeah. and stuff but mm-hmm. it is really cool to hear kind of the you know no pun intended but like the fluidity of the competition changing as well where it's kind of like yeah oh, this is this is still a welcoming space and yeah because that would be really weird right to start something to be more inclusive and then be like well not for you guys or you guys
2: well right you, yeah. exactly and that's the thing that was very kind of like okay like i remember the first person who came to us and it was a while ago it was not like it was like just in 2020s it was many years ago someone came up and it's like you know when you say this is for for women by women it's exclusive like it's not inclusive it's exclusive so that was our slogan and when we changed it we're like okay like totally you know (laughs) absolutely
0: like you didn't take it personally you took it as an opportunity to learn right and and yeah i I mean you know it's also like
2: i mean it's hard you know you're like oh shit like that wasn't what i thought damn it and then you know when we changed, and and we're going forward, which is which is good. It's what keeps you. It's what keeps you going. The change is what keeps us going because eleven years is a long time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we we love that, and I hope you know for anyone who hasn't either heard of it or you know want to compete in it, they'll they'll do it. You know, as soon as the next one rolls around. Um, the other thing that you mentioned, you know, is obviously the bar that you that you own, and it is uh, as you mentioned focused on the spirits of of Latin America, and then top of that you wrote the book that came out at the worst possible time and they get to do the book tour for so uh what was it that you're kind of like we need to have a book that's about latin american spirits and not just tequila and mezcal right which there's been this right. huge influx over the last five years but you were really it was the entirety of latin america that you were really trying to highlight as much as possible um yeah. so i would say like you know how does that come about and was there a, is there a spirit from Latin America that you got to feature in the book that you were kind of like, I cannot wait to to have more people know about this spirit.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, when we opened up, Leand, well, when Julie Reiner's my business partner, uh, owns Clover club. Now she's on the drink master show. So she's like infinitely got, went to like pretty famous to really famous overnight. <laughs> and she, um, she uh, was like, hey, I was working at Clover Club, and she was like, hey, do you want to open a bar? We are thinking we want to make open a tequila bar. And I was like, ugh, like, I don't want to open a tequila bar. I've been to so many tequila bars. And in 2014, 15, 14, when she asked me, like everywhere was doing chimichanga, sombrero, Cinco de Mayo. Like, it wasn't really genuine. It was like pretty appropriative. Most of the time, half these Mexican air quotes for those who can't see me places. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but my interest was doing kind of like more all encompassing Latin American flavors, foods, drinks, spirits, etc. I, so I'm like completely a gringo. Like I am a wasp from central Vermont. I don't have any Latina blood, um, in me. Um, But I lived down in Guatemala and then from Guatemala, kind of all around Latin America for the better part of four years. Um, And then I did it while I was in college, had no money, obviously, and then decided I had to move to New York. And I was really considering going back down there. So when I got an opportunity to open a bar, I was like, well, why don't we bring a little bit of there back up here Um, and try to explore all these other flavors and drinks and spirits and foods from this part of the world um, that... People don't necessarily know about using tequila, m- mostly tequila, and now you know now it's mezcal also, but as like the gateway drug to the rest of the Latin American lexicon. <clears throat> and for the book, it was the same thing, you know. like the book publisher came to me they're like, we want you to write a book, and I was like, okay, they're like, what do you want to write about? And I was like, not what it's like to be a woman bartender. I do <laughs> not want to write about that. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you know sometimes it's like. All people want to talk to me about. Um, so I was like, what about Latin American spirits? It's my specialty. And I'm a huge nerd and I love history and, you know, diving into books and like figuring out the cultural, historical context of all of these things and why we drink them. And one of the things about Latin American spirits in general and the quote-unquote new world right and wine you this is the new world and europe is the old world which is obviously offensive on many many levels um we you can look at these in these um <clears throat> regions and you can see a real mixture of cultures like they're really really exemplary of some like in the case of agave indigenous endemic plants being used in a distillation process that mostly we think, was brought over by the Europeans, although there is um, there is evidence that perhaps the pre there was pre-Columbian distillation in Mexico, <clears throat> to grapes that were brought over by the Europeans to make, you know, God-fearing Christians the world over, and then sugarcane, which was on the backs of slaves, quite literally. So I found it very interesting to look at spirits in this way and how they are so exemplary of the places that they're from and the history of those places, so... That's why i wrote the book
0: and you know one of the things that you know i, I myself am also a, a huge advocate for agave and stuff and similar to you uh, you know very white so um you know one of one of the things that you, you sometimes have to contend with is being an advocate um for these spirits but not necessarily being a native right and so sometimes you get that pushback like well, why is this white person telling me about mezcal or they're telling me about latin american spirits and and i feel like you do a really good job of just like no like i am an advocate like i'm not saying like like i know more than anybody else but like what has that process been like for you and in, in being just able to properly be like hey like no i appreciate this like this is not an appropriation like this is an appreciation and i know it's a hard line and it's it's, it's a very fine line but what has that process been
2: like for you hard uh, really hard. Um, I have not made in you know, everything I I have made missteps, certainly, um, in the way that I interact uh with the spirits themselves and or not necessarily spirits themselves, but like in in my quote unquote advocacy for these spirits, I have misstepped in the past, like taken job opportunities that weren't necessarily for me, or like oh, you want me to ship me to Peru and, like, learn about Pisco? Like, hell yeah, I'll go. And, like, maybe I could have given that opportunity to somebody else, you know. Um, But, you know, I think that there – it is a tricky thing, but I think that there is a question of, like, if you're interested in a culture or a place or a thing, can you still be if it's not your own? And, you know – it's different for me with like feminism, for example, cause I'm a woman, right? The spe- work I do with speed rack. I'm like, okay, rah, rah, feminism. Woohoo. L- love a woman. Like I can do that because I'm a woman, but with Latin American spirits, I'm not Latina, So how do I, how do I toe that line? Um, I just try to, you know, support and promote the spirits that I think are really, really worth having and that are made in an ethical way. And yeah I try just to do the best that I can and be really, like, I'm really interested in in these spirits and these parts of the world, and it's almost like an anthropological look in some ways. you know what I'm saying? Like you see some people who are just very interested in like a cultural history, a place or thing, and they dive into it, and that's their interest. so yeah, that's what i I try just to be very much like, hey i'm just a huge fan like i'm like i'm like the yeah i'm like the reddit you know police like i i own the reddit <laughs> channel or you know like, like like i i'm just a huge nerd and i really really like it and and i want to try to support it um because you know my friend pedro he owns a brand called mezzonte um he owns a bunch of bars in guadalajara and his he has said to me before he, uh, he gave a um, tasting over at Leyenda a few weeks ago and he was like, you know, like just because someone is from the place that makes the thing doesn't mean that they're like good for the thing, you know, like there's a lot of right. bad stuff happening in tequila right now. like, and, and mezcal in everything, there's bad things, but um, you know, that he's, his point was like, you know, if you could be German, Japanese, Mexican, American, he's like, if you want good things for the agave plant and the culture of agave, he's like, Godspeed, you know? Yeah. And I, I think the world would be a lot, you know, we're all kind of like delineated, be it, be it politics or what have you. And, you know, if you have the right, if you have the right goal, right head in your shoulders, I think that's a, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. I think that and obviously intention is a big part of it as well. Right. And, um, you know, yeah. There's, there's certainly bad actors in every different type of spirit and just every part of the world, right? There's just, you know, I think that's a great point uh, that he made as well. Just because I, I remember reading through a bunch of comments once, and um, Eric Rodriguez came in and was just kind of like, you know, we shouldn't really be judging other people until we start taking it more seriously in Mexico, just to begin with. And they were talking about like agave regulations in different parts of the world and stuff. And you mm-hmm. know, I we had uh, or I met a guy a few months ago that just kind of had this saying where it was like, you know, I want to widen the table, not raise the walls. And and I think that that's something that, you know, I I, hope... I like that. Yeah. Right. Isn't that like just like perfect and succinct and just like really it's also
2: like table walls, bar hospitality. It's just yeah. like very just yeah. so. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was, <laughs> it was great. Um, I like it so so that's good so now okay so you you know to do the book which everybody go out you know go out to your local shop find it request it get it it's it's also just gorgeous as well it looks really good um thank you and then you mentioned that you have the bottle shop now mm-hmm. so yeah what has that experience been like i mean and you know do you find yourself being like hey i'm just carrying all the things that I love and then they're weird or like, are you playing the game with the distributors? Like what has that balance been?
2: Um, well, I mean, we sell mostly wine. So, uh, I mean, we sell spirits too, but it's like 80% wine, 20% spirits, maybe 75, 25, but it's a pretty high margin on wine. Um, and like, honestly, in the last few years, like I just drink wine. Just, it's okay. like here's a secret like i just i really don't drink that much booze i certainly don't drink many cocktails because i'm usually just pretty disappointed I'm like oh yeah this right. sucks it's the, <laughs> the, the problem Damn with it?
1: actually like learning how to do things really well and doing it really well <laughs> yeah. for so many years is that you become the you become the, the 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 uh as drew and i like to say the old man like to get off my lawn
2: Terrible. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You call this a Sazerac? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I drink a lot of wine. So the fun thing about the shop has been really expanding my wine, because I've always loved wine, can drink a ton of it, but my wine knowledge was really pretty medium, you know? And you'll notice a lot of cocktail people aren't that knowledgeable in wine or beer, and like vice versa, wine people are like, cocktail spirits, what? So that's been really fun getting to know the ins and outs of all that. Um, Like, I just can't wait to go on a wine trip. I'm like, please invite me on a wine trip. Like in spirits, I'll be like, no, you gotta like, I'll go on a spirit trip. If you like pay my flight and like do all the stuff. Like if, if anyone was like, get yourself there for a wine trip. I'm like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> like I would love to go. Um, So yeah, that's been really fun. And, you know there's it's definitely different owning a bottle shop is definitely different than owning a bar um but it's awesome like my business partner connor he pretty much runs the whole thing it's really like he's like the like the manager and runs the whole thing and it's really fun seeing how he works and like what he's been doing and you're a different staple in the community than you are when you're a bar right mm-hmm. you're different and we are we're in a neighborhood in crown heights that is like really changing. There's a whole, and the demographics are so vast. There's like young 21 year old server hipster who just learned how to drink, let alone is obsessed with orange wine. There's like, (laughs) you know, it, we call it little Kingston is like a lot of West Indian people. So it's like people coming in, ordering like overproof Jamaican rum. There's people who are drinking like Moscato de Asti. There's like people who are like, no, I want like a really, you know, they could buy a Brownstone. It's like, Oh, I want like my nice French, whatever. And the spirit side, it's been really fun because I am like, on wine and spirits both um, me and my partners. Like we're not selling like yellowtail. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we're like our, right. our selection is like pretty honed. And in spirits, we get a lot of people like, why don't you carry X vodka? Why right. don't you carry this tequila? And I'm like, hate it. Won't. <laughs> Let me tell you why and introduce you to something else. So that's been really fun to, to be able to do that on a bottle level. Because in a bar, it's easy. Someone's like, I want a margarita with Casamigos. And I'm like, you can't. And then they go, oh, well why not? And I'm like, well, I hate it. Try this one. They're only spending 15 bucks. They're not spending 60. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. getting people to make that change on a bottle is a whole different ball game than when it's just a glass or just a cup. Yeah. yeah. and Especially so, if
1: you can't get people to taste it first. You, you know, I
2: because
1: yeah. I, I, I'm fairly certain the the laws in, in New York are pretty similar to what they are in California, right? Like you need special permitting to be able to like have a tasting room uh,
2: attached to your bottle oh, no. shop and
1: everything like that, right?
2: Oh, California is like is like the wild, wild west. We are so restricted in, <laughs> in New York. California is like, do what you want. <laughs>
1: so, so few people say we can't do anything. Here, that's uh that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, we can't, you know, it's it, it requires special out here requires special. But um, you know, so being able to sell something to somebody without them tasting it, perceiving it, you know, experiencing With it.
2: spirits, we really try to have a lot of the stuff around that we can taste people on mm-hmm. like a sample bottle so we can try to with wine obviously you can't because wine right. will go bad but we just kind of like hey, try it like i swear you may like you know this cognac but this one's really good and it's half the price right try it right <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> is is there uh, you know you say like you're kind of on this on this wine journey which i find myself also on as well and so i'm always just kind of curious because i think the the reason that wine tends to feel overwhelming, especially to spirits people is because when you do get to a level where, you know, so much like, I mean, you obviously have this really vast knowledge of spirits and everything like that, that took years to cultivate, (laughs) right? But then you start to (laughs) learn about wine. You're like, why don't I know all of it immediately? Like I can't be on the same level. So I, I can, I certainly understand, you know, that, but how exciting it still tends to be. Is there a region, a style that like right now you're like, this is what I'm drinking. Like this is I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean anything from Jura. If I go to a place and I can find a wine list and it says Jura on it, I'm like, well, let's see what let's see what it is. It's uh, you know, they don't have well they're starting to get it, but the prestige of some of the other French wine regions. But yeah. I think it's arguably just as good if not better um they have a war they it's just they also there's a lot of natural wine happening in Jura and then lastly global warming's really taken a toll on that region in particular so get it while it's cold because it's not going to be around for that much longer in theory yeah. there's a fear right um and also i love latin american wine it's really good i wish people would drink more of it like people are like oh no like <laughs> it's disgusting <clears throat> like it's not It's so good. There are so many excellent Mexican wineries. I'm like, people should just go drink it. And people won't because they think that it's like too hot or they think it's not. I'm like, y'all chug California wine. Right. It's right there. Texas wine too. People drink all of that all the time. I'm like, go drink the Mexican wine. It's so good. I mean, obviously there's rules to everything, right? Don't just like, oh, Mexican wine. I'm going to pick up a bottle now. You could be (laughs) horribly disappointed, but there is good Mexican wine out there. Um, we've got an amazing wine list at Leyenda that no one ever touches. And I'm like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, Just drink it. Drink it's, it with the food. Right. You see people making the most horrific food cocktail pairings. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing to your stomach and your mouth? Like, you, horrible choice. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I just, like, would love just, like, to sit with you, like, behind the bar. Just, like, let's just judge people's orders right now. I just want to hear all the things that is wrong. Oh, it's a
2: constant diatribe up here. I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) When I was a little kid, I told my mom, I told my mom's friend what I wanted to be when I grew up. And he was like, what's that? i was like i just want to tell everyone what they're doing wrong and he was (laughs) that's funny That's what i do it's great yeah so he made me business cards that said critic at large i would like literally hand them out to people
0: (laughs) oh my god that's amazing what is i love that that was like supported you know it's like i know it's like you can be that yeah here you go here's some (laughs) business cards like you're official now yeah that's that's awesome um all right well we know that we have a time limit with you so i think it's now time for our opinions on facts that we heard from reputable sources. Great. So this is a story that I know our listeners have been waiting for. Uh, I have been contacted about it numerous times uh, and I was <laughs> waiting. And, you know, again, like we were joking earlier, we were trying to make this, this interview happen um, for a bit. And that is um lenny kravitz has thrown his hat into the spirits world joining just a plethora of other celebrities that decided that mexican spirits were where he wanted to exist um he went a little bit of a different route and he went the sotol route which is going to be an indigenous spirit to chihuahua and durango uh it is called noche luna uh, it is sourced by one of our friends, Ricardo Pico, which, you know, has been... Love him. Do love him as well. And I've had a really great dialogue with him over the past couple of weeks just talking about this. But this obviously still flies in the face of everything that we believe in on this show. And I know you feel the same way. Um, you know, it is as you read through all the different comments and things like that, that Lenny has made so far, just about kind of like, yeah, you know, I was down in the Bahamas and they came out and pitched me on this spirit that I'd never heard of before, but I really love I the, <laughs> the wild spirit nature. And you're just kind of like, I'm trying so hard not to rage. now, But
2: I know, you know,
0: let's just, we'll jump into it. I mean, thoughts, concerns, anger, let it fly. What do you think oh my of, God. of the celebrity infiltration of Sotol?
2: It's so sad. Like, what's happened to Tequila and Mezcal with this people trying to make these take these amazing, culturally rich spirits that are interesting for that matter, not only that, but also are, you know, a matter of making money for communities that have a lot of which have been impoverished. These people, celebrities, are like George Clooney. The fucking guys from Breaking Bad have a Mezcal, like, yeah, and they're making it a brand. It's about George Clooney. It's like, you know, is him riding with, okay, this is my favorite thing. George Clooney on a motorcycle, no helmet, advertising a alcohol, like, and they're, uh, those trucks, the Southern Pine Spirits trucks are like everywhere with like this, like, hey, drink, drive, no helmet, go for it. Him and Randy. It's him, crazy. Him and
0: Randy That's not that's not let's not let Randy get off scotch-free here. Right. So,
2: right, okay, you know. right. But really, who gives a shit? It's really, it's really about <laughs> George. No, <it's laughs> on. He's on the truck. He's on the <laughs> truck. It's really too. about George. We know it's about George. Dreamy George. And like, don't get me wrong. I would love to meet George Clooney. I would be like, I love you and your acting and your eyes are just the dreamiest, but I cannot believe you did this to the tequila category. And I think it's kind of abominable that it's happening everywhere else cuz people are like oh you know what things down in Mexico are really cheap
0: right yep
2: like Wait, we are oh, you can, know he was in the like, like, so Bahamas flat-white. why didn't he do it to rum it's <laughs> like, why why like
1: why not because rum
2: because people all these skinny yummy mummies out there who drink tequila and soda actually truly think that tequila is a health food product and people are thinking that anything from anything like it, which newsflash, Sotol is not an agave, right? So just get that out of there. It's not the same plant. Uh, Okay. I am sad about it, I guess minimum. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of really beautiful mezcals out there. I am disappointed that it is going to arguably go to the way of mass, quantity, and branding to not be about Sotol but to be about Lenny Kravitz and to not be about the history of this amazing spirit but about this guy who like who's ever been thought about Lenny Kravitz in the last 10 years like not me I think about his daughter all the time because she's beautiful but like Same. right, yeah. <laughs> right? but an, like Lenny Kravitz all day. All day. yeah she's amazing no. she's super talented I mean love her I would be 10% less mad if it were her with the Sotol company
0: well, let me, let me ask you this. So, when, as I said, when when this news broke, I, of course, am always the first person, a lot of people who hit up when they hit a celebrity in some type of spirit. Like, they just text me yeah. automatically. Um, and just for the record, everybody, I don't care about whiskey. Go nuts. Go nuts, celebrities. Have all the whiskeys <laughs> you want, okay? Just stay away from <laughs> rum and agave. That's all I ask. Um, <laughs> right. But I had a friend reach out, and they're kind of like, hey, do you think that, so toll is like the next boom and i'm like no i don't like i love sotol it is so one of I. my favorite things in the entire world i love when i'm just like getting cocky with my mezcal knowledge and palate i just like i'm gonna go drink some sotol and fuck this whole thing up you know because it's just like yeah, it is, exactly it is such you a know dynamic, nothing yeah it is such a <laughs> dynamic spirit and i think the like and because of that i'm like i don't understand how you can take something that's so challenging to a palette and be like, this is going to have mass appeal. Like, this makes sense for someone like Lenny fucking Kravitz. Like, what are we really, even I doing? I don't
2: get it. I don't know. It's maybe, really... that, maybe they'll
1: sell it in a guitar shaped bottle. Uh,
2: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Sorry, just I, didn't like, to, I
1: didn't mean to gross you both out.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm just so upset about the whole thing. And, and like, does he even know what it is? Like, he, hopefully he's learned. And, like, you know Casa lumbre who owns the company, who who is doing it through, you know they've done some really amazing stuff, but it's it's it, it's disconcerting. It is disconcerting at best. Um, so here's and, and here, it is very yeah. It, here's yeah.
1: my question: Is there a right way to do it for celebrities? You know, like well, like let's say let's say they yeah. you know they they want to they want to own a brand. You know they're getting into the booze brand they're like hey i'm 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 just interested in owning booze the way i you know i host people i'd like to own part of something this was really interesting to me i want to own part of it is there a right way let's say for lenny kravitz maybe you know he he's a minority owner perhaps maybe he's not the majority owner right but you know i'm sure he is, is using is using his image uh to promote it uh the 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 wrong thing or is it uh you know using his name to promote it the wrong thing is the promotion where where we get caught up is it uh you know or is it just simply the fact that you know he probably doesn't know fuck all about any of this and and
0: it's not a it's not actually a passion like it is for us well i think i think there's like there's like people who have gotten close right and i will say
2: who name one
0: well I, i'll get there, i'll get that so <laughs> So why well, I mean like like El Defend of it. yourself, sir. So, <laughs> so in conversations with Ricardo, who helped source this, and it's um and I think it's uh Dalalo uh Arrieta who's doing this one. Yeah, I believe.
2: Yeah, I, he he does almost ninety percent of SOTOLs out there. He just right. really does a lot. Yeah,
0: and so one of the so the conversation I was having with him was, you know, hey, you know, the Don is seventy years old, right? this is going to really set him for the rest of his life and really the rest of his family for a long time in terms of what he's being paid. Right. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I don't, I've never seen these numbers. He threw some figures out at me that I'm not allowed to share, but like, it was, I was like, wow. Okay. Like those are some pretty, I can't confirm this, but I'm like, I'm going to take his word for it. And one of the things that like his takeaway was like, you know, you know, we we have, cause I asked him I was like, does that mean that Sotoleros, which is, the other brand that ricardo has like does that mean that this is going away he goes no this is going to make so easier to get done now because that's always been a situation where i've been coming out of pocket coming out of pocket and i just because i'm because he has all of his producers on salary for mm-hmm. so he's like so this is going to make it easier so it's kind of like okay well you know in on all these aspects of like Lenny sitting down at his beach house in the Bahamas and then finding out about the spirit and then just investing into it. Like I have a problem with that. If everyone's getting paid and it's going to enable me to go and be able to drink more Sotol from the rest of these Sotol producers, then then I'm willing to to do that. Cause I also don't think it's going to blow it up. Now I think there were steps that somebody like The Rock did before he completely fucked everything up with like Terramana. So The Rock spent years.
2: What did he do to fuck everything up? Now I'm
0: okay. I'm not so now, (laughs) and we'll get there. We'll get there. But you know, he spends years really being like always talking about tequila, right? He was always drinking tequila, and and he was obviously a fan of it. Then he goes and he establishes. You know, his distillery, which then turns out was just a building on an already established distillery, which was it, kind of bullshit. Not even right? that. It was, a, like, it was a room. It was an additional room in, right. in, a, in a
1: distillery. So.
0: so there's so so then it was kind of like, wow, I thought you were actually creating jobs. And it turns out you just created a room. And then, you know, but then he comes back and he creates something that the price was kind of like, OK, well, at least it's not 50, 60 dollars. It's not great, but it's priced appropriately and then he fucked everything up and he put gluten free on it and then ruined everything else from there so it was just kind of like he was getting close and then he was 10 steps back and then one step forward so um but outside of that yeah no nobody nobody has done it right and they haven't really been able to make a meaningful impact in any of these places like These guys aren't getting into it to change the world for the better. They're trying to get rich.
2: No, they're not trying to like support and promote. I mean, okay. So tall so far. It's a much more biodiverse plant to get very nerdy, but like we're the end isn't, it could be nigh for tequila, right? We're just ruining everything. Um, And you know, that, that, That it'd be nice to see a, you know, a uh, celebrity get involved with tequila and be like, you know what, I'm going to join the bat project, which is something that Carlos Camarena is spearheading, which is where you let, I think, 5% of your agaves go to seed to create some biodiversity in agaves. If if someone came out and did that, I'd be like, even if it's a gimmick, Godspeed, like good for you. But also, all of these brands that these people are making, they don't tell you shit about where it's made, who makes it, the type of distillation. Like, look at some Mezcal Vago. Look at any of the Siembra spirits. Like, look at – it's Ocho. There's so many spirits out there that they tell you so much about it because it's so important about the spirit. Maybe maybe a celebrity could just do that rather than filling their – yeah, just be transparent rather than it's, you know, I feel like these people who don't know anything, it's all about quality up, quantity up, quality down. Like, like are they putting, I don't even know about the laws of SOTOL. Like if you're allowed to put anything else in there, like, you know, in tequila, there's chalk and things full of glycerin. I was like, Oh, put some glycerin in it. Like, Oh, you think that Casamigos is smooth yeah. while you're, cause you're drinking glycerin? You know, <laughs> like, you know I, I
1: will say, uh, you know, far be it from me to, you know, pump anybody up but the, the you know the the dos hombres guys they did um I think they they learned and they they heard sort of what the what the world was crying about and they made they made the distiller part um part of the partnership of Dos Hombres and they put his face like they're putting his face all out there with everything like that. So at least, at least those guys are kind of doing something, at least a little bit closer to being the right way. Oh, you know?
0: no, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen that one time. And then I'm thinking about their bottle right now. Like, oh no, I don't de- see their signatures I, de- on it.
1: I've definitely seen it. Um, yeah, I, like I, you I see, mean, you see it in their print ads, and you see, I've seen it in their digital ads.
2: Great, but how much how much of it does he own? oh fuck if, I you know, fuck if I know.
1: This producer, you know, fuck Yeah, so just like, you're like I, I, have no, I you, know? Have yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's not eight one eight, right? Like, you're not, you're not throwing Kylie Jenner down there in a in a tan
0: to pretend like she's Mexican. <laughs> but then, but then right, but Kylie like, also linked herself with Sacred Agave, you know, which, and true sure. Yep, it's true. So oh, word, yeah, Ugh, it's that, just so that's gone really well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh Okay, all right. Well, hey, let's table that because we're going to go on to our next topic. we got to make sure that... Okay, so as everybody knows, I have become completely obsessed with Formula One racing. And so I came across this article that was talking about how Ferrari Trento is the exclusive uh, Formula One champagne that gets used on the podium after every race. And their sponsorship runs through 2025 and i just wanted to bring this up because i'm just thinking about like sponsored you know brands and things like that and like the associations that you make with them so i know for myself and the fact that i've also just been you know progressively more and more obsessed with champagne it's like well now i gotta have this champagne right <laughs> obviously but is there are you gonna have like, it in a jeroboam also or are you just gonna like spray it all over everybody i'm gonna spray it all over myself I'm just gonna just like
2: walk your kid to school and crack open a ball and figure it out your shoe. <laughs> First I one. Did it. First yeah. day I did it! Yeah, yeah. yeah. like
0: <laughs> yeah, the the Ferelli hat with the one on it and stuff like that. And so I was just yeah. I was just curious, you know, it's like, you know, you, you know, earlier, Ivy, you were talking about I was like, Oh yeah, there's like some trips I took advantage of and, and things like that, but you know, you wish that you did. But like, are there do you ever see items that you're kind of like that really worked? for me like i want to in the in the alcohol world where you're kind of like oh yeah i i I like that i need to maybe need to go check this out or any type of sponsorship because you know when you think sponsorship like when you think of when you think of um you know like speed rack like you had to be cognizant of what sponsors you were associating yourself with speed rack right so like it's like it is a big part of what you do year to year so i'm just curious as i was reading that I i was like oh i wonder how do you go about like having the right sponsorships and things that that the association is a positive
2: one yeah i mean i mean side note i think it's still so hilarious that alcohol brands can sponsor driving like i just think it's it's so silly it's it's pretty impressive (laughs) like what is that all about like you know give george clooney a bottle he can bring it on the motorcycle you know it's like (laughs) it's crazy um but i think that you know for a lot of brands for a lot of alcohol like like lots of things that I say, like, when like, you know, celebrity spirits, what we are just talking about, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I, when I pay for a bottle of something, I kind of want to know that I'm paying for the, for what's in it, not right. necessarily what has been paid for because of it. So like, you know, billboards or, you know, sponsorships or whatever. Um, it is a vibe, but usually that means that you're really obsessed with being a brand. All that being said, I do start to like brands because of their good sponsorships. So there are times where I'm like, you know what? I see you. You went and sponsored like the ASPCA. You care about poor little puppies that don't have a home. Yeah. I'll drink that gin instead of another <laughs> gin, given the, given the chance, you know, because I'm like, you care about something that is good for the world. Sponsoring Formula, Formula One, I think that that's like literally, no offense. I think that Formula One is um, atrocious. <laughs> I think it's like a gross misuse of money. Oh, but it's it like
0: one of the best parts about it because you just sit yeah. here and you're kind of like, I can't believe they spend millions of dollars to crash on the first lap. Like this is fucking it's, insane.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I, and yeah. I think that like you know they they just had it like in Mexico, I think, and then they're yeah. going to like these go to like places that have like huge huge wealth gaps. Discrepancies um, for sure.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, okay, this is weird, but. Um, you know, like for Speed Rack, yeah. Like I used to say on stage when we would give our thank yous, I'm like, thank you to our sponsors who you should go out and buy because they have spent their money helping us. So 100% of the proceeds, so every ticket and whatever, we can donate to breast cancer. Like without our sponsors giving us the money to physically put on the events, we wouldn't be able to donate $1.5 million to breast cancer charities. And that is a reason enough to buy something, I think. Like right. I may not buy it. Like again, if it's like, like if I go to like food and wine, and you know, some gin is the sponsor, I might just be like, okay, this you're just paying for like get eyes on you, and I will probably won't care. But if it's if, if like, you know, if I go to like a gala, a fundraiser, or whatever, and I'm like, look you guys donated a bunch of product so people could get a little drunk and open up their purse strings. Like good, good on you. I'm Next time I go out and there's an option between this and something else, I'll take this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's just good. Chris, what are, what about you? I mean, now, you know, you have the, you have the restaurant open, you have the bottle shop and stuff like that. Like you have people coming in wanting to spend money and do different things. What are the kind of, you know, what's the thought process that you have, especially as a new bar restaurant in you know, in a, in a neighborhood, it's like, what are the types of brands and things that you're trying to associate yourself with?
1: Oh man. Uh, the, the bar is, is a totally different beast all on its own just because you, like, you know, uh, but the loosening public typically doesn't know, you know, we're located in, in a, in a very small, you know, sequestered neighborhood of sacramento right like we're just an underserved neighborhood there's nothing you know nothing except for homes and grocery stores and like a starbucks right there's just there's nothing so when when we're looking at bringing in product it it, it's it's more so about like okay what's going to sell well and what can i teach people about uh the stuff that sells well allows me to carry the stuff that i can teach people about you know and we have to balance we have to balance that out Uh, in terms of Selling, you know, but I've had people come in and they're like, "Hey, where's the Sincoro? Where's terramana Where's this?" And I'm like, "I don't carry celebrity-owned spirits, you know, or at least agave and whatnot." And they're like, "Okay, you know, there's there's like no pushback, really." They're like, "All right, well, what can you give me then?" You know, because they come in, they look at they look at my back bar, and they realize that they only know like three or four brands that are there, but they always leave happier because. You know, I'm giving them a good experience. I'm not making them feel like mm-hmm. dipshits because they want something that they that they saw right. or whatnot. Um, I just it's a transformative experience where we just say, Hey, like, check this out. This is, you know, but also I give everybody a hard time about using the word smooth. It's sort of, you know, it's a, run, it's a running joke. They're like, ah, oh, don't As use that in here. Should, don't, don't, sir. Don't,
0: don't say that in here. You know, half you the bar. You should say, do that.
1: <laughs> well, half the bar, you know, like when someone new comes in and someone goes, oh, man, you know, I really like this because it's so smooth. Like half the bar just goes, oh, no, like you triggered him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so you know, they come around and they, they're, you know, I have people who, who are into drinking vodka. I have people who are super into drinking gin. I have people who are super into drinking uh, uh, just obscure shit because now there's like a bar in the neighborhood that they trust that they can go like have a new experience. They don't always do it. They don't always show up to like have, you know, fucking pisco from both Chile and Peru and figure out whatever <laughs> it is. But you know, um, they know that they can also come in and get you know get their whiskey and coke if they really want to. Yeah, and that's fine. That's you know, the that's, most important and that's thing. Great, you know, but in terms of the bottle shop, the bottle shop is you know. You know, it's been a, a learning. Uh, a, that's been a personal learning curve for me because I grew up in the restaurant industry, and the bar industry, and being able to have those experiences. And so, taking that sales technique to to selling just bottles has been, you know, it's 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 it, it's it's been interesting on on my side, um, and it's just it, it's a fun challenge to to grow and to to learn how to do that sort of sales and. And give people a little bit of what they want also some suggestive selling into something else
0: well all i gotta tell you is the next time i come into bodega i'm gonna order some formula one champagne and you better fucking have it that's all i gotta say <laughs> drink it out of a shoe i will say I, been, I will say i've influenced
1: <laughs> i re- i really do uh i really do like big bottles um uh, it's just it's a thing yeah. it's a thing that makes me giggle so like jeroboam champagne uh, I've got a giant ass bottle of Don Julio on the back bar that all my bartenders hate me for, but it's like it's a 175 and it's a giant globe and it makes me giggle. So it's really <laughs> it's funny until badges. I have to pour it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, I think that's an ounce. <laughs> uh, okay, so take- yeah. <laughs>
0: it's fun. So, so the takeaways are sponsorships can be good as long as they're aligning themselves with cool stuff. Uh, yeah. And Ivy does not care for Formula One, so we can't talk about that anymore. No, so. but obviously,
1: uh, you know, a, a, a wine called Ferrari for a race for a car race—it uh,
2: yeah, makes sense. Well, so he, this just in—I actually thought it was by Ferrari. Like I thought Ferrari made their own prosecco. Is that what happened? No, no right?
0: No, no. It is just because it, it's an actual champagne.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was just like, see, I'm learning something. You're you're educating me. Great. I mean, I, you I know, like, wow, I'm, I'm so bold. I'm so fascinated
1: by the ROI on on those sorts of you know um, placements. You know, like like it's it, not good. It, I, it can't be good. But someone no, along this- the way said, "Yeah,
2: we're in. But also, we're going to do this." Doesn't the Ferrari team kind of suck? Well, they're <laughs> they're gonna and like now they just never get to be up on that podium drinking the wine with their name on it. Uh, they're
0: they're a top three. They're a top three team but yeah oh, okay. they okay right. definitely they definitely officially knows in. more about racing than i do yeah uh, i just because
2: my i got into a fight with my dad because what's his name the mexican guy from checo uh yeah he yep. like made this racist or sexist comment that he said that women should stay in the kitchen and not race and i did i got into a fight with- yeah so i got it was years ago but he still said it so i got into an argument with my dad my dad's like, well they are very technical cars to drive i was like "We're not oh talking no anymore. oh no oh no yeah no, oh, no. It's, like, it's like dad do you not know me like why would you say this no, newsflash you made me dad shut up yeah yeah
0: okay all right well there's like no more checko talk no. okay we're moving on we're moving on to the next thing You know who's dope? Them over there. Okay, so now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, and that is the Dope Follows. We are going to tell you who you should be checking out. It could be an Instagram account, a book, a podcast, in addition to ours, movies, documentaries, whatever you think is dope. Pick that. So, Ivy, who is your Dope Follow this week?
2: Okay, so um, I actually have been, well, it's not new, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Julia Momose is a woman who lives in Chicago. She's very talented. She's a Speed Rack alum. Uh, she wrote a very beautiful book um, about Japanese drinking and Japanese drinking culture that I read and was like, you know, when you read something you're like, I know nothing. Um, and I was like, this is a very good thing that came out super educational very my style of books this really like it goes into like the the importance of these things and why we do them and she won the James Beard for the book as she very well deserves to do mm-hmm. and that would be the thing that I would pick up I think it's just the greatest I think it's really really good and that she's really really good and that it's I think that it's probably on most people's radar but it's it's something that I can't really get enough of Name personally. the book. I can keep on going back to it name the huh? book name the book Oh, shoot. Hold on. Is that the one that you do (laughs) with
0: Emma Jansen? It is the one that you do with Emma Jansen.
2: Yeah. Okay. Who, obviously, fellow Agave lover, love her too. Yep. And Uh, The Way of the Cocktail. And and a former former guest. guest. The Way of the Cocktail, Japanese Traditions, Techniques, and Recipes by Julia Momose and Emma Jansen. And it's really good. And, you know, Emma just continues to make the right call yeah <laughs> on the things that she does I'm yeah. like good for you I feel like we're like soul sisters yeah, she, but she's just she's, one, she's a beast one step ahead yeah <laughs> yeah um and then yeah I think that's it and then yeah I think that's it okay Chris who's your don't follow uh mine is
1: uh on instagram surprise surprise it's a uh, daily dad uh it's uh, a little little a little pieces of uh daily advice for dads as well as like funny anecdotal stories uh it you know just it warms my heart always gives me gives me either a little piece of good advice something to remind me about or uh, reminds me that I'm on the right path with my uh, very <laughs> with my very amazing daughter. So.
0: Uh, that's great. I love oh. I love that type. Um, and then mine Instagram account and actual place uh, it's going to be the Tohono Mercado in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it's like tahomamercado.sf. Um again last night I was at Mexico in a bottle and got to meet uh, Stephen for the first time actually in person. And we just bromance for a long time. He has two batches that he just did. One was Cinco Sentidos, which was really, really fun. I'm kind of blanking on it right now. But then he also did one with Malbien where hmm. they took the Quixote and roasted, crushed, fermented, and distilled just the Quixote. And for our yeah. listeners at home, the Quixote is the stock that will emerge out of the top of the agave where it's going to you know flowers up, so they actually harvested that and then distilled it, which was just absolutely bonkers. Uh, I was lucky insane. enough
1: to I was lucky enough to taste uh, get a sneak peek of that. Um, it is very very good. It's yeah, very. It's good. Just... I'm
2: so excited. I've never heard of this. I'm following now. Beautiful imagery. Very good. And also they have cafe delia ice cream, which is something that I think. Should win some sort of award. <laughs> Just the sound of it sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: well, when it, if next time you're out on the West Coast, we'll 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 make the pilgrimage and we'll go to hell yeah. We'll to yeah,
2: we can so. go. I San Francisco is like my home away from home, so there I'd you love go. to. Awesome. Well, those are some pretty dope follows.
1: The Music for the Good Bottle podcast is orchestrated by the Moore Brothers and produced pretty darn well today by uh, these two guys. Before we go and uh, finish these bottles that we weren't drinking today because it was a relatively coherent podcast, uh, we (laughs) ask that uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review.
0: Tell all the homies. Yes, share, share, share. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the Good Bottle Podcast or on our personal accounts. Mine is dgarrison Six, Chris is Chris Sinflair. Ivy. Where can they find you? How can the people reach you?
2: Um, I'm on uh, Instagram. I just deleted my Twitter account. Bye bye. But I'm at Ivy Mix on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Leyenda at LeyendaBK, BK, Fiasco my bottle shop at Fiasco BK, and Speed Rack at Speed Rack. All on Instagram. And go buy her book.
0: Spirits yeah, buy of it. The <laughs> buy the book.
2: Buy
1: the Just buy it.
2: If, if you buy it on my website, I'll sign it for you. Or you can buy it from the Fiasco website. And we'll sign it for you. Okay. And we ship internationally. We'll do it for you. Or nationally, not internationally.
0: Buy two. And then give by, one away six. for Christmas.
2: It's almost the holidays, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stocking stuffers. Make it happen.
2: I just bought a house. I need money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> if you
2: would like for us
1: to cover a story or you're working with a brand that would like to be featured, please email us at the good podcast at gmail
0: And as a reminder, you should also be visiting thegoodbottleshop.com to buy all kinds of fun things and whatnot. Uh but until next time, guys, cheers. Cheers Ching ching. ching. <laughs> I feel like I need a signed copy now. Like I feel like my copy is like inadequate. Like well, better- next
2: time on the west coast i'll let you know i'll sign it for you <laughs> i don't
0: know if i can wait that long